Hey, everybody. Welcome to the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Taping here on the 29th of September. This will hit the weekend of October the 2nd. Welcome to fall, kids. Good God, where is this year going? Halloween is just around the corner. Michael Myers. Yeah. I have a feeling in a couple weeks we have to be talking about Michael Myers. Halloween Kills is on the horizon. But our movie review for this week, we go back to late last year, as far as movie releases go in the theaters, just recently hit on HBO Max, the Tom Hanks Western saga, News of the World. Yes, post-Civil War Texas, Captain Kidd. (laughs) <laughs> Love the name. Yep. Travels from town to town reading the newspaper to the small outlying towns all around, bringing them the news so they know what's going on. And it's his way to earn his living. Right. And again, I know this is very hard for all the millennials out there, the snowflakes with their cell phones and their laptops and their tablets. But yes, this is actually how life was back in the the mid-19th century. Yep. So somebody like Captain Kidd, who could, this was considered a skill. It was. It was storytelling at its finest. Not only was he just reading the stories, he was putting the inflection and making it dramatic and bringing it to life for the people, thoroughly entertaining them, and making them think for themselves. Yes, I was going to say, and at one point, his skill basically saves his life. Yes. So, I've been wanting to watch this movie for a long time, but again, this is in the fractured streaming world that we live in. This debuted... It had a limited run in theaters, didn't do all that well, but again, it was right in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, Effing COVID. uh, So it went straight to Apple Plus, and I'm sorry, Apple Plus does not have nearly enough content for me to spend money on. No, there's not enough on, there's really not a hell of a lot on there that I want to see to invest in it. Right. So finally, News of the World, within the last couple of weeks, hit HBO Max, so Dave and I pounced on that. The interesting thing is, we did not do this on purpose, but this movie has a lot of similarities with last week's review, Cry Macho, Clint Eastwood's movie that just came out in theaters. Yeah. So Captain Kidd here in News of the World and his travels stumbles upon a young girl who had been kidnapped by the Kiowa tribe as a much younger child child. and she was found and quote unquote rescued by the u.s army as they killed off her kiowa family so now she's lost two families in a horrific way and so the person she was traveling with was hung because he was an african-american in post-civil war texas And so Captain Kidd finds her and winds up 
taking the responsibility to take her to what's left of her original German family. Right. And so again, like Cry Macho, this is about an older man trying to, and this one is more, I don't want to say intense. It's not intense per se, but it's much more serious, much more dark than Cry Macho is. Cry Macho has a very, to me, it's, you know, it's a redemption story. And so is this, but. This is, but it's, it's, it's the times in which it was done. Right. Cry Macho happens back in the, what, the, the 60s, 70s? Probably 70s. Right. Whereas this is, again, post-Civil War, Texas. So here in Texas, you have everybody's still pro-slavery in Texas. They're anti-American government because the South lost. You've got everybody's you got, out for themselves, right? You got factions, you've got Indians, you've got bandits, you've got little fiefdoms. civilizations, yeah, fiefdoms, great word for it, where you've got crazy uh, megalomaniacs trying to create their own little societies, yeah, on uh, the backs of the oppressed, right? Um, so to me, I, I'm not trying to overstate it, please don't take it that way, but. This one was more like an apocalypse now to me, in that this was almost like where you look at Charlie Sheen's journey, which I still think is a, one of the greatest movies of all time. The journey, I love the idea of the journey of self-discovery with all the deadly obstacles, all the different personalities, yeah. all the different people you meet along the way, and where they help or they hurt you. Yeah. But you rely on the skills that you have. Right. Be it what you learned as a soldier in the war defending the young lady. Right. Or using your oratorical skills to turn the tide in your favor. Right. Right. So again, I'm not comparing it to Apocalypse Now, but it does have that that feel of that, that journey that through journey. different levels, different different uh, areas of bleakness and darkness and a little bit of light yeah and hope at times whereas cry macho even though it was to me very similar to to this movie in that again you've got a child you're using you're not using the child but the child is a means to happiness and redemption for both clint eastwood and cry macho and tom hanks you take the responsibility to protect right and bring them to their destination. Right. And you grow fond, you grow an attachment to them, whether it's because you truly care or because you see your younger self in some way right. in them and you remember what it was like to be in their shoes when they were young, 10, 15, 18 years old. So in that way, it's very similar. Now, I like News of the World better, maybe because, again, I like bleak, darker stuff. It seems like the journey that Tom Hanks and and his his the girl that he has to watch over is more trying, and it feels like they have to work harder to get to where they want to go. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Cry Macho was a little too light and fluffy for me. 
I will agree. And where Cry Macho could also be had that slower pace. This was still slow. I still I, I think it, News of the it, World was still slow, but was not a as little, slow. It was not as slow. The pacing on News of the World worked better than what it did for Cry Macho. I agree. I do. I do. And I and, and one of the things that hit me watching this movie, and I know it's it's obvious. And it's it's going to seem like something that is a foregone conclusion that shouldn't have to be spoken or said. But I always forget how great of an actor Tom Hanks is. I always forget how he can draw you in when he's on his game. He can mm-hmm. always draw you in, even in a subtle performance like this, where he mm-hmm. really doesn't do a lot in terms of emoting. But you can tell he's a, he's been in the war. It's hardened him. Yeah. So he that's why he doesn't let out a lot of emotion. Right. Because everything's been drained out of him. He almost feels like the worst of life is going to get him. And he basically says that at one point in the movie. Yeah. But everything that's happened to him was a result of what he did during the war. Right. It was his curse, as he said. Right. But he doesn't. He doesn't go into wild emotional swings or fits. So this, to me, I think the great actors, and we've talked about people like De Niro and Pacino and how we get tired of the whole, let's do another mob movie crap. Where they're pigeonholed, and that's the only thing they know how to do. Yeah, they're pigeonholed, but they choose to be pigeonholed. Because they cannot do anything else. I think the great actors, and I was looking back on this, at my favorite actors, the great actors always try to make one phenomenal Western. They always try to take a swing at that one great Western. Christian Bale, Russell Crowe. 310. Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell, in Tombstone, the yeah, great Costner has done several. Right, the great actors find what's appealing in a western, which you and I obviously we we watch we dozens and dozens and dozens of westerns. The western, the simplicity of the format of the storytelling, but yet you know, the trials and tribulations it's, it's that you have to go through. good versus evil. It's... And I think this was Tom Hanks finally taking his swing at making a great Western. And he pulled it off. Yes, and I, it, that's why I will put him way above Pacino and De Niro because oh, they, yeah. they don't have to the balls to try range. to do this. They don't have the range. Again, Find me what you consider, and and if you want to send us a comment, feel free. Please do. You let us know. The great actor, actress is tough because, of course, it's it's tougher to, to get an actress, a female role in a Western. So I'm not trying to be misogynistic, but actors, let's stick with actors. Tell me an actor that you think is phenomenal who has not done or at least attempted one great Western. So that's kind of what I pulled out from News of the World. What are you ranking it? 
probably you probably think I'm going to rank it higher than I am. Um, like I said, I thought it was a little slow at times. I'm going to give it a strong two and a half, two and a half frenzies. Um, as much as I love Tom Hanks, again, pacing was a little slow. And the, the, the obstacles, the trials and tribulations he went through seemed a little random, you know? I mean, we all understand that that's what post-war Texas looked like. I will agree with you on that wholeheartedly with a strong two and a half. Okay. It could have easily taken out about 15 minutes of the film. Yeah. Yeah. And and two and a half kids, keep in mind for us at a a scale of four, two and a half is a recommendation. Two is a mild disapproval. Two and a half. Watch it Two, You can still watch it. It's okay. Two and a half is where we start to say it's worth watching. There is something about this movie that's that is, is great. Yes, whether it's the acting, there's something about it that's when you get into the three territories when we're starting to talk about you the should buy this, you're going to watch this multiple over times. And over right. and over. Yeah, and, and again, Tom Hanks' performance is so good, but it's not classic. It's, no, it's not. It's a really strong performance. Really strong um, and again, understated. Yeah. See, this this is probably a one watch where... I could see watching it again, but years from now. Yeah. It, it's not like a repetitive watch like we would with Tombstone. Right. Or Wyatt Earp or Silverado. Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Either, either, Magn- one. either one. Right. Right. It's, it's not an action movie. No. Okay. Don't get that impression. This is not an action movie. This, this is a this drama. This is a human. Right. Tom Hanks is not this is a human blowing interest. people away left and right. Uh, it's a statement about the times, as Dave said earlier. Yeah. It's a statement about there's a little bit of, the, as he mentioned, the talk about um, slavery and the, how they were treating African-Americans back then. In post-Civil War Texas. Yeah. At the beginning. Texas being for Texas. Right. And the hell with everything else. Right. Right. But two and a half, again, a strong two and a half is a recommendation. Watch it. You will not, you shouldn't be disappointed with this one. This is not a waste of your time. It's less than two hours. It's a really good, solid movie. I know there's people out there, they're like, oh, God, a Western. Oh, if you don't like Westerns, then you probably shouldn't watch it. Right. But, But- I but don't understand people that who, don't like who, westerns. westerns. So you're not welcome on Sports Frenzy. No, just kidding. But not really. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and I will always agree the western is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, pure genre, genre in in movies. Yes. Yes. Um, when done correctly, you can't beat them. Right. All right, so next week, going to give you a little preview here as we wrap up segment one. Talk about Bond a little bit. James Bond. Yes. Now, good news on the Bond front, as No Time to Die finally is set to open next weekend on the 8th of October. We are going to... Do our first Bond Festival. Let's call it that. Yes. 
all attempts will be made to try and see it. Uh, for you, I'm not going to go run out and see it right away. You know, I'll, I might go see it a week or two later on. But what we're going to do next week, in addition to our normal reviews, is we are going to discuss for an entire segment. I was going to say, we, we have to have our Bond segment. Our love of James Bond. We're going to talk about the theme songs. I just got a great double CD collection, The Best of Bond, with not only the instrumental theme, but every quote-unquote official theme song for yes. every Bond movie, including Billie Eilish and No Time to Die. We're going to talk about our favorite Bond songs. We're going to talk about who we thought played the best Bond, who was the worst Bond, and our favorite, of course, best and worst bond movies yes some of those you could probably wind up combining amongst them i could see some dissension there will be lots of dissension especially on the movies i don't think so much on the actors but probably I think not on the but movies, some of the movies there could be some dissension yes. on where we go so next week sports frenzies bond festival on the weekend edition now to wrap up with some good Bond news, we have been scared. We have been worried. We have been frustrated with the rumors because No Time to Die has basically been sitting on the shelf for a year and a half. Right. And all we heard was that, oh, the next James Bond is going to be a woman. This woman in No Time to Die is going to turn into the next James Bond. Or, of course... The next 007. 007. Obviously not the next James Bond per se. But both Daniel Craig and Barbara Broccoli, who is now in charge of the franchise, have come out and said that is not going to happen. The MI6 character from No Time to Die is not, not going to be the next 007. No. Both of them say this is a male character, and you and I have said this, Dave. James Bond. Ian Fleming wrote it as a male character. It should stay as a male character. Yes. And that's what Daniel Craig says as he bows out. That's what Barbara Broccoli, in charge Her of the franchise. has done the franchise from the beginning. Right. She says next year the search will commence for the next male James Bond. So a little bit of relief there. We don't have to stress out about that. So the PC police so far have not been able to destroy James Bond as they have all these other franchises right. that I have railed upon months and months and weeks years and weeks, and years. So thank God, at least hopefully Some maybe... sanity has prevailed. Well qualified sanity we still have got to wait for the final decision now i'll tell you we got time as long as he's not all right dave is really at a loss for words <laughs> i know what he wants to say as long as he's not an lgbtq whatever the hell <laughs> i'm fine i'll tell you the guy that i think should be the next bond although he's probably too old now He was he was considered right around the time they, they went with Daniel Craig. 
and nobody's going to dispute. Daniel Craig has been fantastic as James Bond. Yes. Utterly complete. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that when they, they decided to go back, reboot everything with Casino Royale, they made it darker, grittier, nastier, still humor, but not as much as they had in the past. Right. And that kind of took the theme from what License to Kill was, where it right. went dark. Which is gritty. underrated. And again, we'll get to that next week. But I just want to say, I think a guy who would really be good, at, and we haven't seen him on screen in ages, and I don't think he's that old. He's probably maybe 50. Clive uh, Owen. Be, Clive Clark. Owen could be really damn good. But where's he been? I know. He's dropped out of sight. Do you give Gerard Butler an opportunity? That could be a good pick. Now you wonder, are they going to go younger again, though, like they did with Daniel Craig? Right. But the only thing is, are they going to pick some, sn- God, like a Robert Pattinson? Oh, my, oh my God. God no. They've already destroyed Batman. No, you cannot go there. Although, the early Ugh. early footage I've seen of the new Batman, I'll, I'll reserve judgment on that. I won't. <laughs> but, yeah, I always liked the idea of Clive Owen. As 007, you know, you you got to get a Brit in there, don't you? It's got to be yeah, a Brit. Yeah, it has to be a Brit. Yeah, it has to you be. Can't, you can't do American. No, no, that will not fly. Right. The only American should be Felix. Felix Leiter. Yeah, but again, going back to License to Kill... Felix ain't in good shape if you base everything on, <laughs> no. on license to kill. <laughs> no, he 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 he's uh yeah. But that was the movie, and again, we're gonna talk more about this next week. But that was the movie that redeemed Timothy Dalton. Yes. Because the first one, Living, Living Daylights, Daylights, was a was joke. an abomination. Yes. Not the worst, but definitely in the bottom third. Yes. I would say. Yes. Well, we'll get into all that next week. Dave and I will talk for 30 minutes straight. About it everything could, it, Bond. It could be a two segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're dealing with, what, 25 movies. I know. So it could take the a break while. Breakdown it. De- hmm. Be in it for the long haul next week, kids. That's All right. right. Coming up. We've, we've got our music. music. Music news. we got a couple new songs that are out that we're going to review. Um, I know we promised possibly... Maybe, I think last week, promised the new Tremonti album. We're yeah. going to hold off on that for a week. I, I had a uh, death in the family that I had to attend memorial service out of town over the weekend, which kind of set me back on a few things. And plus, it's a lot harder to review an album. You can watch a movie in an hour and a half, two hours. An album you've got to listen to a, a good two or times. three, four times, which actually takes up more time yes. than a movie does. So. We'll, we'll hold off on that till next week. But music coming up in the second segment. And then the third segment, of course, as always, talking about Titans and what we do in the shadows. And Tacoma, Tacoma Doom Patrol, Animal Kingdom, all the shows we love. So that's what you got coming, kids. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, friends. Are you tired of the boring sports analysis you get from the major outlets? If so, join the maestro and the conquistador for a riveting discussion 
of all sports topics on Sports Frenzy 2.0. Available on Spotify, Google, Apple, and wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition, segment two, here for October 2nd, 2021, as we record on the 29th. We're taking on music this go-round. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. I'm the maestro Kevin Crane. And we got a couple of singles that we're going to discuss to start off. Yeah, this is the way the world works now, you know, with Spotify and iTunes and all that. You don't get a full album. You get snippets before you get the full. We reviewed Billy Idol's The Roadside EP last week, and that's kind of looking like if you're going to get physical music, that's going to be the format. Yeah. And that's the way it's going to go. I've heard with Guns N' Roses Hard School, I was hoping and praying that we were going to get a full new album from GNR. I was looking forward to... Let me rant for a minute. Yes, please. Let me, let, let me, of course, bring this back to Van Halen because everything <laughs> comes back to Van it Halen. It all comes but back of course, around. Van Halen was criticized for a different kind of truth in some circles because a lot of people said, rightfully so, some said the entire album, some said half of the album. I was always fighting, saying it was a little more than half were old demos, old songs, old ideas that they had come up with back in the 70s and early 80s that they reworked, that they redid to piece together a cohesive album. And it turned out to be the final album. Sadly. Yes. And I I fought people on this. People that said it was all garbage. It was all redone stuff. It was a fantastic finale, what turned out to be a final album. I was kind of thinking that GNR would end up doing the same thing here. Where pulling old stuff out of we we all know that Absurd was based on an old Chinese democracy demo, and now we get hard school, which again, based off a Chinese democracy demo. I was hoping these were the first two salvos leading us album. into a 2022, maybe 23 GNR album. Now they're saying they're going to put out like the Billy Idol EP. They're going to put out a four song EP in early 2022 with absurd hard school and a couple live tracks. I find it very depressing and disappointing. Uh, that's sad. That's I would really be fine. sad. I would be fine if they wanted to go a different kind of truth that way and find all these old demos that have been floating around the internet for years and years and put together 10 Tighten or 11 songs. And throw, give re- us a new album, a full album. Re-record with modern technology, Slash sounding as great as ever, obviously. Yeah. We just saw him. But, yeah, to put out a, a four-song EP That's feels a cheap. Out. Feels cheap. It's a full and utter cop-out, especially when you're out on the road doing a three-hour tour. Right. And again, no, I'm not going to bash you if you want to redo old stuff that you've got in the vaults and you're bringing out because you look at it and go, yeah, we could make this work. You know what? We didn't like it then, but it's got some promise now. And if we tweak it here and there with where we're at, we can release it. I would love that. Right. 
Right. So, so right now it looks like all we're going to get is this EP. The two new songs will be Absurd and now Hard School. We talked about Absurd a couple weeks ago. Right. Now Hard School. I like Hard School better than Absurd. I like it a hell of a lot better. Than See, I, I I think I liked Absurd a little more than you. I think you did. That was just kind of a little. It was more punkish, right? And GNR should be more of the rocking. And Hard School brings back that GNR rock vibe. Yes, and I again I do like it more than Absurd. Again, I, I'm in the the mentality of. I'll take what I can get. That's why I want more. Even if it's just tracks that, you know, you guys didn't use for Use Your Illusion or Chinese Democracy. Or just, if it didn't make lies or appetite. Right, right. Just in this day and age where we've talked about this We're every rock week stars. ad nauseum, you guys, nobody puts out new music. Rework the old stuff back in the days when you actually cared and actually were creative and put it out. Yeah. Give us what we crave and desire. So that being said, hard school, I will give it three frenzies. I'm right there as well. It's got that that full GNR vibe. Right. What you would come to expect. Yes. And again, disappointing if it's again going to be an ep i just don't like that i, don't I just like the ep and i didn't uh, we said that with billy idol okay he came up with four new songs you can't come up with six more come on what else are you doing grandpa yeah what are you guys doing you know you're supposed to be sitting in the uh the dressing room in between shots of tequila and you know you're i know on the you're, tour you're bus not banging supermodels all the time now so You're how on the about, tour bus. Why aren't you being creative? Right, Come on. working on new stuff. I will say hard school. It works really well for Axel's vocals. He sounds good on it. It's, yeah. He doesn't overreach. He stays within his range. And it works really well. And Axel, the thing is, Axel, yeah, he's weird. He's flaky. You know, we get that. Always but has, has there been, ever been be. has there ever been a singer who had the ability to change his voice more than Axl Rose? No. That's what's always fascinated me about Axl Rose is how he can change his voice so quickly, so drastically in the middle of a song. Yeah, you would think three people were singing this song. Right. No, it's him. Yeah. So, anytime we talk about Guns and Roses. They're not my favorite band of all time, but I love them. I do. I do. They're top 40, top 30 all time, maybe. Yeah. But we're not disparaging. Number one, Slash is unbelievable on guitar. And Axel, in his prime, his vocals are just... Phenomenal. Crazy, phenomenal, stellar. The shifting, the changing from high to low, guttural to angelic, you know? Yeah. It, it, there are, if any criticism I have of GNR is going to be sometimes I think their songs weren't as great as other people did. Like November Rain, I don't necessarily think November Rain is the be-all, end-all epic that everybody else does. Um, no, it's... There's other stuff on Use Your Illusion that I love that other people don't. 
but, which is the great thing about music. Right. Appetite. Everybody understands how great appetite is. You Solid know. from start to finish. Yep. All right. So we're moving on now. This one, I caught the conquistador kind of by surprise today. Yes. When he showed up for taping. Come, came in and this one was on and we replayed it so I could hear it again. Yep. John Mellencamp and Bruce Springsteen, a duet that's going to be featured on John Mellencamp's new album coming out in 2022, song called Wasted Days. I am a big John Mellencamp fan, but I will admit over the last 20 years, he has really fallen by the wayside in terms of another artist that has kind of He's, he's kind of thrown away what he's made him great. He's too pretentious he's too in pretentious. his own mind. He thinks because he sings bluesy, Nashville, soul type stuff now, he's, you know, he, much he's more in tune. He's beyond what he used to do. He's basically buying into his press. Yeah. Now that he's a Hall of Famer, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, he thinks now, okay, now I play with the big boys. Well, you never should take that attitude, number one. You you were one of the big boys. Yeah. You know. Just because you had the Napoleon complex about your career prior. Right. You didn't like your name. You didn't like the fact they pushed one of the coolest, if not the coolest, rock names on you of all time. Yeah. You didn't like that, so you had to switch your name twice. You didn't like being John Cougar. So you had to be John Cougar Mellencamp, and now and then you went to John Mellencamp. Right. And now here we go with Springsteen. So now you've got the basically the to me at least. I love both of these guys musically. Musically, yes. This is this is something <clears throat> I have never dreamed about. I never thought this would happen. These two on the same song is really cool for me. It's cool, but I don't know that it really works all that well vocally we had the same problem i think mm -hmm. I, now i'll still give this three frenzies i like it i like the song mellencamp mm -hmm. his influence still comes out on top in the end but i know where you're going i will give it a three as well because okay. of the whole mellencamp thing but springsteen but again like we were talking about mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago with that atrocious cover the bastardization of highway to hell springsteen i don't know if it's just he's limited vocally now or he, he has always been limited vocally he's always or been now limited he's, vocally. he's gotta he's gotta be above the mix his voice has always got to be above the mix and it ruined this highway to hell remake and he tries to ruin this song but i think they keep him in check enough where this is still more a Mellencamp song. It's a Mellencamp song, and Mellencamp is solid in this. It's and he's subtle. I love he's it. He's not subtle. trying to oversing. No, he's he, just he's just singing it the way he sings it. But when Springsteen comes in, he tries to put his vocals louder than Mellencamp. And that's on the chorus too. That's and the, the thing. chorus, if, if you which guys... kind of takes it down from what it could be right if you listen to the song kids your uncle dave is 100 correct when when springsteen is competing 
with somebody else on vocals. He, he Again, can't. Highway to Hell is a great, a great, great example of this because Eddie Vedder's involved in that, right? Right. He's trying to sing above everybody else. When when Springsteen sings one of the verses on Wasted Days, he sounds much better. He's, he's more in tune because it's just with him. the flow of the song. But when he's competing, as he looks at it, he must be looking at it as some kind it's, of competition. It's not a competition. He should be there right at the same tone level. And he's not. It should be a it 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 should be in unison. Right. But it's not. He tries to outdo Mellencamp. Right. And it that's where it falls. Right. And again, hate to keep going back to the Highway to Hell song, but you can tell in both songs, this is what he's trying to do. Is He's trying to out-sing everybody when mm-hmm. there's other people involved. When and it's when just he... him, then, you know, you get the boss. You get what you appreciate about Bruce Springsteen. But when he goes overboard, it destroys the entirety. Right. So, yeah, Three Frenzies, it's a great song. It really is. It's a great song. It's a very simple song about mortality, obviously. Yeah. And it makes you think. And you know what? If Springsteen would not have been involved in the chorus, it would have been so much more enjoyable. I think you're right. I agree on that, too. So, two good songs, though. Hard School. Yes. From GNR and Mellencamp and Springsteen with Wasted Days. I think we can both recommend them. Yes, definitely worth listening to. All right. Uh, we got lucky, kids. Oh. Not with Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers, we've been screwed and screwed and screwed again. Kind of like with uh, Billy Joel. Oh, this is 10 times worse, man. I mean, this is going to be almost three years between when we bought the tickets and when we finally that's, maybe possibly get to see them. That's the with Billy Joel. So yeah, we're uh, we're still waiting to see Billy Joel, still waiting to see the Doobie Brothers, but we dodged the health bullet with the priest. Yes, and we're not trying to make it sound like you know we're oh we're so happy we got to see him, but you know, no, our thoughts and prayers definitely with Richie Faulkner, um, who replaced KK Downing in Priest. Uh, only 41 years old, had to undergo emergency heart procedure. Um, so, of course, we wish him the best. Definitely. And the entire rest of the Judas Priest tour in the U.S. has been postponed. But, yeah, we're not trying to be assholes. We're not no. saying, oh, look at us. We got lucky and we got to see the priest. No, just with everything with COVID and everything getting pushed back, you know, we lost... The Nickelback show. We lost the Foo Fighters. Doobies has been pushed. GNR back. was delayed. GNR was now we got lucky on here. that because because it was delayed, we got Mammoth. Right. Mammoth WVH. So that one worked out for us. <laughs> and my boys, when they heard the news, they felt so bad that he had to undergo this. But at the same time, like us, they were so thrilled that we actually had and thankful 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 that we had the opportunity to see them when we did and he was phenomenal when we saw him great fantastic on guitar again 41 years old you shouldn't be under the knife for a heart procedure at 41 so we do wish richie faulkner all the best 
Um, but again, I think we're trying to say that we're thankful that we got to see finally the great Judas priest. Yes. At the same time, we're not sorry the circumstances of anything turned out the way they are. All right. Can we talk Van Halen? Oh, wait, didn't we already? Didn't we? Did, oh, no, we got we more. Already? I have more! More Van Halen. Always Van Halen. All the time. All Van Halen, all the time here on Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition. If you haven't figured it out, I am a Van Halen fanatic, so deal with that. You should see the tattoo he finally got <laughs> after 20 years of One planning. tattoo. One tattoo on my body. It is the mighty Tattoo, VH. tattoo. You can look at it that way. Huh? It's the cover. The logo on the cover of VH2 and on A Different Kind of Truth, which we talked about earlier. I find that intriguing that they went back to that logo for their final album. Yes. With the aforementioned Tattoo Tattoo Yes, being the first single off of that one. All right. I am going to, and I know Dave is a librarian. Dave will encourage as... You should all listen to him when it comes to go to your local library, get a library card. You can do this online. You can read books online. You can download them. Do it. Be literate. Let your children be literate. Reading is fundamental, people. Keep them off the phones. At least if they're on the phones, let them be reading an ebook. Please. Yeah, not do this. these stupid LOL, FMA. Yeah, keep them off of crap. Facebook, keep them off of Twitter. For the love of God, they should listen to podcasts, though, especially Sports Frenzy 2.0 with parental supervision because we do curse and swear. That's right. And wait till we get to Tacoma FD. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, I am going to probably end up spending the money, even though I shouldn't, coming out next Tuesday, the 5th of October, eruption. Conversations with Eddie Van Halen, former editor of Guitar World and former editor of Guitar Aficionado, have put together all of the interviews and conversations they've had with the classic, the great, the God. May he rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. 340, roughly, pages. I have got to get this. I have got to get this. You need to have that to round out your Van Halen collection. Yes, I have got to have this. The The cover, it's a nice hardcover package. It looks stellar. The pictures look phenomenal. This is not one of those knockoffs, one of those stupid fly-by-night companies that took advantage when he died. You know, and, and threw out a real out quick, there. yeah, I've quick seen Van Halen trivia books that they just put out just because Eddie died. This is a legitimate tribute to Eddie Van Halen. There you and, go. In his own words. So check out that, kids, if you are a Van Halen fan like me. And finally, I hate to keep going here. I hate to keep doing this. Then don't. Sammy Hagar, would you just shut up? Ever since Eddie died, you just keep putting your goddamn foot in your goddamn mouth, and I'm goddamn tired of it. You're losing a fan, Sammy. 
I'm sorry. The I maestro always... has stuck up for you on a number of things, and you keep making him want to hate you. The latest. Sammy Hagar foot-in-mouth debacle. And this is kind of obvious. This is something we all knew. But, again, Sammy keeps pushing because Eddie is dead. And this is what makes me so mad. Sammy keeps pushing this narrative about Van Hagar. He would never have used those two words together. If Eddie were still alive. Right, but now that Eddie has passed, he thinks he can just throw around the Van Hagar thing all the time. No, you do not get that. But here's what he said. He says Van Halen shunned the legacy of Van Hagar when David Lee Roth was in the band. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Number one, would? Number one, Dave didn't want to sing your songs. Number two, he probably couldn't sing your songs. Because his vocal range isn't there. You know, just because you could sing ain't talking about love. Or some of the classic, the you know, jump. Some of the ones you guys played in concert back in the day. Doesn't mean that Dave has to reciprocate. That's right. Dave cannot pull off your high-pitched vocals. Right. So take that as a compliment, if you want. A backhanded compliment. That we're trying to save you one last time from yourself. We acknowledge the fact that Dave is an egomaniac and he only wanted to sing his songs with Van Halen. There's now, arguably, they were that. 10 times better than most of the shit you put out with Van Halen. Sorry, not shit. I'm getting worked up. Less up. than. Less than the ultimate. Dreams. Ugh. You know. The... You know, I, I can't... St- love walks in. I'm sorry. I know Van Halen fans love those songs. I can't stand them. They are not Van Halen songs They are me. not. No, I... Now, you take those two out, everything else on 5150 is phenomenal. But... There, there, there's a lot that Sammy brought that I did not care for. Right. Van Halen never did any ballads with David Lee Roth. Let's put it th- that way. Sammy, you are a ballad guy. Well, as Eddie said, Sammy was always a solo artist. And now he's acting again like a solo artist. He's acting like it's all about him. Actually, I found... In the immortal words of the maestro, Shut up, Sammy! I find it very funny that last week, Joe Satriani came out talking about chicken foot. Oh, and no, he, he was, he was being very nice, but he also said, I don't understand why we never took chicken foot further. Because I Sammy think, is an I egomaniac think, more I think so this than David does Lee show, Roth. Yes. I think this shows more about Sammy than anything else we've seen or done or heard from him. When Joe Satriani comes out and says he wanted to continue with Chicken Foot, so what's the excuse? It's what's all the excuse? On Sammy. You know, Mikey's going to go wherever Sammy goes. Right. Because Mikey can't think on his own right now. So what, Chad Smith? Oh, okay, what's the last thing the Red Hot Chili Peppers did? Exactly. You, you're telling me Chad Smith couldn't come back for Chicken Foot? 
Or then you bring back Kenny Aronoff, who was filling in, John yeah. Mellencamp's old drummer. You could have kept Chicken Foot going. Hell, my daughter, can't... my daughter, the millennial who loves Billie Eilish and all this other crappy music, loves Chicken Foot. I mean, my God, if you wanted to keep it going, you could have brought in Jason Bono to play drums. Right. So I don't know if he got feels, him in the circle. If he feels like he's making more money in the circle because he doesn't have to pay Vic Johnson as much as Joe Satriani, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't get it. Chicken either. Foot was fantastic. But Sammy, if you look at his history, this is what he does. He jumps from band to band to port to port to solo to band to port to port. Well, hell, you look at his businesses. And he's all over the freaking place. Yeah, but you can do that in business. You can buy a company, build it up, sell, sell it, it, which is what he does. On. But literally, look at it. He goes from Montrose to Solo to, to Van, Van Halen. Halen. Then he's got the Wabaritas. Then he's got Chicken Foot. Then he's got the Circle. He, he can't. Has he got ADD? Music ADD? Maybe. But I don't need to hear this shit from him. Just Stop, Let it Sammy. go, Sammy. Let Move Van on. Halen go. Move on. The songs you did with Van Halen, you still play them. You do them great. You keep going. Stop talking about how, oh, I don't understand this. I don't understand that. Why did Dave it's not like not me? For Why didn't I get along understand. with Dave? Dave didn't want to sing your songs. Deal with it. Dave's a flake. Dave's a nut job. We all know it. And we love him, but he's a nut job. We love you. But you're a nut job. You're an egomaniac. Thank you for indulging me. All right. Next segment coming up. Television, streaming, dumbasses, moments of silence. Stay tuned, kids. We'll be right back. Listen to Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition, on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox, as the maestro and conquistador give their reviews and news on music, movies, TV, books, and more every Saturday. They can't help themselves. They have no control over this this need to talk and scream. It's inside them. The fire, the voices, the torment. Hey, kids. Our final segment here on the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0 for October 2nd, 2021, as we record on the 29th. We're going to start off with our TV and streaming updates. And then we'll hit our moments of silence and dumbass of the week. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Along with the maestro, Kevin Crane. And shall we start off with Titans? Yes, we have our shows that we always have to look at. And now everything's, the new seasons are starting. We're back to the normal schedule. Life is good. Yes, so we've got Titans. We've got what we do in the shadows. Tacoma FD. So, yeah, Titans, let's start off with our visit to the afterlife. Yes, Purgatory, the train ride, and the quest to cross the bridge back. 
Yeah, we don't want to spoil anything for you, but uh, wow, it did not turn out. It turned out like I expected, but that's not what I wanted. It's Let's not it what you way. wanted, but it's how it should have been. Right, right. And the conquistador has explained to me why it yes. happened the way it did. Right. And now it makes sense. I'm also intrigued by what the hell is going on with Batman. Oh, I is know. he having a breakdown? What what is going on? Trying self-immolation. And this this all ties into what we saw in Purgatory. Right. But again, this is a what I love about it's... Titans is they have kind of in many ways flipped the DC universe on its head. Yes, in terms of what you expect, what you've seen in the past, what you've read in the past, you're not getting that out of Titans. Titans is something completely different and something completely awesome. Yes. And I, what I love about this season is it's not, there's no continuity to the episodes where the storyline flows like it you would normally think it would, that they bounce now, for I, the characters. Can I tell you something that's going to make me sound even more cynical than normal? Sure. You know why they do that? They don't have to pay the actors. That, it, that's just where I was you go, going you to go. You go with an episode where, where Brendan Thwaites doesn't have to appear as Nightwing or Dick Grayson. He doesn't get paid. Right. So you're only paying so you, whoever's in it, the episode. It, it keeps the cost down. But also, I like that part of it, too, oh, too. for the story yeah. arc overall. Well, when you have an ensemble like this, it works like you were saying, because you've got more characters, even if you only like half the characters. The development that's is better much than better. having two characters where you hate one. You're more likely to bail. Where if you've got right. 10 characters and you like six or seven, but hate three, you're probably going to stick around. Yeah. See, now the CW could really take some notes from the way this is done for Flash and all well, their the other problem shows. Is, and if you if you have not listened to us over the last six months, we hate the CW now. We used to love it when Arrow first started, when the Flash first started. We were enamored. We thought the CW was going to be the over-the-air network alternative to all the crap that we were being force-fed on ABC, NBC, and CBS. And, and they went worse. They went total PC, got a bunch of snowflakes writing the shows, no violence, no action. And that's it probably was... why Supernatural came to the end when it did. Right. Luckily, it did before, come to the end at the right time. Before yeah. they forced all that crap. Right. Onto because I've mentioned, I tried to watch the first couple episodes of Walker, PC garbage, Namby Pamby, PC garbage. The Flash, I will not watch anymore. It's off my DVR, Namby Pamby, PC garbage. I'm not watching Star Girl or Batwoman or Supergirl or Legends of Tomorrow. Titans is hardcore. We're going back to the hardcore stuff like Gotham. Yes. Now, Gotham was on Fox. 
But still, so it Fox had that probably, dark but, edge. But Fox probably gave them a little bit more leeway like they did with Lucifer before right. that moved to, to, Netflix. to Netflix. Yeah. That's probably why, by, why Netflix took Lucifer on was they didn't have to really mess with the tone and the, the darkness. They could take it to the next level. Right. Whereas the CW stuff... Went flaky. Yeah. I don't think anybody would pick this crap up right now. No. Because it's so bad and it's so fluffy and so namby-pamby PC. But that's why Titans is awesome. Titans is dropping F-bombs. Titans is hardcore action. Bringing in characters from the DC Universe we haven't seen before, like the Red Hood. Yes. They don't care who they kill. They don't care who they piss off. It's beautiful. Right. And of course, the quandary with the Batman universe has always been to kill or not to kill. Because Batman is the one character in Superman will not kill. Wonder Woman will not kill. The Flash will not kill. Batman was always on that ledge, always on that line. You would go up to. And of course, all the Titans are tied into Batman. Through Dick Grayson. Right. So they all have that same moral compass where right. you just don't kill. Right. But it's very tempting and it's very difficult to, to reconcile. Yes. So once again, Titans, if you are not watching it, Do you should so. be. Of course, we've got what we do in the shadows. The Vampire Council. Guillermo. We're already, we're already four episodes in. Do you realize that? I know. I can't believe that. And Guillermo's making a power play. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he's atoning for a mistake he made in an earlier season. Yes. And he screwed Laszlo completely. <laughs> <laughs> and so now you can kind of see where they're going. Laszlo. Yeah. Now, here's my question. See, now, what is it with Laszlo and Colin's friendship developing? Well, that's, I have two questions about that. Number one, with the neighbor. Yeah. I thought he had the brain scramblies. So how all of a sudden is he back to normal? He seems like he's back to where he was before they kind wiped him. Of. He still had the brain scramblies when he got involved with that stupid pillow thing. I know. But that's the thing. is it, I thought he was completely like a, an automaton, almost a moron now. But now he seems like he's back to where he was at the beginning. Yeah. Now, number two would be, I didn't think, because a key part of episode four here, where Guillermo screws (laughs) Laszlo into basically, he has to take over responsibility for a mistake that Guillermo made. Right. Because because Laszlo's drunk off his ass. I didn't think vampires could drink. Unless they drank no, the blood. He drank the blood of somebody. Okay, I who did was not bled. see where he did that, that. No, that's what they alluded to. They did, okay. They did say that he was on a blood drunk. Okay, I did not hear that. Yeah, they did mention that. Okay. He drank the blood of somebody who was. Because I was going to say, they cannot drink alcohol. Right, no. Straight. It was. Yes. Okay. But that leads into Guillermo basically. Hosing Laszlo, so now Laszlo has basically a ward yes. <laughs> that he 
So basically, he's going to be Batman <laughs> to this Robin. Oh, my God. It's not going to end well, but that's okay. As long as it, ki- it gives us more and more seasons and more and more episodes. And more and more hilarity. Yes. All right. Should we go to our favorite firefighters? Yes. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. I, now, I love Tacoma FD. Right? We're three seasons in, two episodes into season three. Yes. The The hazing was the past episode. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lucy ended her probationary period, so it was hell week. They took it easy. Yeah, they did. Can I tell you something about Lucy? This is where I was going earlier. Where you want to see her? She looks like a walking, talking, perfect sex doll. <laughs> Literally. Literally, she is like the. She's. If she looks like she is the ultimate sex machine, she does. Very attractive. She's got a phenomenal body. She's the the perfect combination of high school sweetheart and, you know, stripper, special backroom girl. You know. Yeah. Got the body. Got the face. She's got the attitude. Where she's down for anything. Yep. Not drop dead gorgeous, but she is sexy. Yes. Yes. She I'm literally like a walk and talk and blow up sex doll. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you look at her, that's what that's what she looks like. She does. The body, everything, it looks like the perfect pro forma sex doll. She, she's well, sex robot. She's well proportioned. And I yes. would like anybody out there who's in the sex robot business to reach out to Sports Renzi. You know how they're putting ads on jerseys for sports teams? I would be willing to put the Sports Frenzy logo on the ass of your sex robot if you come up with a viable model that actually works. And and the Meister was volunteering to try it out and give it a rating. Yes, I will be part of your team. You know, long hours, hard work. I'll I'll somehow find a way to do it. He'll rise to the occasion to help you out. That's right. Now, I know you're still catching up, but I have watched the first episode of season three of Doom Patrol. Very interesting. I don't want to spoil anything for you. Okay. Still still, still awesome. awesome. Still great. Still quirky. Crazy beyond belief. I know you like Crazy Jane. Yes. Yep. She's she's one of those characters that's just you 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 can't wait to find out what she's going to say or do next. Yep. She keeps everybody on their toes. Right. And they always they call this on HBO Max an existential superhero show because I guess that means there's some it's thought, artsy fartsy. There's some thought involved in Trying to figure out what's going on. I don't know. It's artsy-fartsy. It is. It's a little artsy-fartsy. But I love it. Again, it's like Preacher. It's it's all the, the Vertigo stuff that they brought over. I did not watch See, the current episode of Why the I Last Man. Existential. I would say it's that dark, quirky. Right. But you got Preacher. You had Lucifer. You know, like I said, Why the Last Man on Hulu right now. Yeah. Now you've got Doom Patrol. These are all based on Vertigo 
comics from DC, which is their edgier, yeah, crazier adult oriented segment. Right. This is not Superman Batman crap. Right. So I like it. I like that stuff. You know, we don't get that from Marvel. No. Now Marvel no, is Marvel great. doesn't have the dark other than Punisher is about as dark as they go. Right. But this is yeah, this is much more creative, quirky, existential. But uh, I I appreciate the effort that they put in with trying to make things a little different, a little, little crazier, yeah. a little nuttier, a little kookier, you know. So more I more of an edge. I am all down with Doom Patrol. Hopefully Dave and the boys will catch up soon. We'll get there at some point. Their work schedules make it difficult. Of course, Animal Kingdom is about ready to wrap up season five. I am happy and sad because I know there's one more season coming, but then I know that's it. So season six will be the end for the Cody's one way or the other. Yep. And I got a bad feeling. Will, will, will they surf off into the sunset or will they go down in a blaze of I, you Not know, quite I gotta believe, I gotta believe next year there's gonna be, there's gonna be blood and death. There's gonna be a reckoning. Yep. There's something bad's gonna happen. Right now, all I can say is that I'm not seeing the end game yet. You know, we got one more episode here before they wrap up season five. I wow. am not seeing the end game yet for season six. So I got a feeling they're going to bring something in for season six that's, that's going to screw to everything up. up. Right. The final run. Right. So I love it. Animal Kingdom, fantastic. One of my favorite shows. I mentioned I did not catch up this week on Why the Last Man, but the first four episodes I think I mentioned last week are stellar. I'm going to wrap that up before I cancel my Hulu here in November. And then I did not watch last night the season premiere of La Brea on NBC. One of the we few... did not get to see it either, but that is one that we plan to. Yeah, I want to see how shot. that plays out. Now, here's my problem. Though this ties into my <laughs> my big TV and streaming issue for the week. There is a fight going on between YouTube TV and NBC Universal Comcast. I guess NBC Universal wants to raise the rates on all their channels, which is USA, NBC, NBCSN. Who cares? That's going away in two months. Yeah. You know, Bravo, I think, is part of it. And does and anybody all the, even watch well, and Bravo? All the, all the stupid liberal news networks, CNN, and I don't care about any of those. So now they're in this tug of war. So by Friday, they have to resolve this. So I guess I better watch La Brea. No, I can actually still watch it because I have Peacock. Right. So if you have Peacock, and YouTube TV was really nice about it, and they sent out an email to subscribers like me and told us, said, this is why you're seeing these little bars scrolling across. All the NBC, like I was watching the race. Right. That's what they do for DirecTV right. or Dish Network, Dish Network or right. whatever. Yeah, we're, we're, the ba- we're the good guys. They're the bad guys. They won't carry us. Yeah, well, you want more freaking money than anybody really right. wants to pay you for your shit. So here's what YouTube, which I think YouTube TV was really smart, jumped out and said, 
You've been seeing these bars on the NBC channels. Keep this in mind. If we, on October the 1st, cannot renew our agreement with NBC, we're knocking $10 a month off your bill, and then you go sign up for Peacock Premium for $5, you save $5 a month and still get all the channels you want. Wow, bravo for them. Yeah, so basically they're saying you'll save $5 off your bill every month if you just let go ahead let them let them cancel let them cancel then you know we you won't go. have it we'll knock ten dollars off your bill with us and then you get all the channels back with five dollars to them so you make the decision we're there just you telling go. you we're telling you that's the way you should go if nbc if universal what happens but this is again what we've talked about and talked about it's not right and it's not fair. No, it's bullshit that they want to tack on all this well, crap because that Comcast, nobody watches. Comcast owns all this. Yeah. So one cable company is screwing a streaming service who wants to be a, a quote-unquote cable company yeah. and try to bring people the best TV package they can. At a reasonable right. rate. Right. Ugh. Yeah, and like you said, we see this all the time. I went through this a couple months ago with uh, with Roku. Roku said, "Oh, you know, we don't we don't want to carry uh, the app for YouTube TV anymore because they want too much money or they want too much information about our users." And you know what happened? It went away. Yeah, they figured it out. It went away, and it's it's just what's going to happen with this. Everything happens. All right, I do have one thing that I'm looking forward to. From Amazon Video coming early 2022. Based on the first novel, The Killing Floor, there will be a Jack Reacher series. What? What? You kept this from me until now? I just read it. I don't care if this breaks the microphone. What are you doing? There's going to be a Lee Child Jack Reacher series? I just read it this morning, and I wanted to break it to you Oh my god. Oh, oh my god, how are they gonna screw this up? Oh my god. Who are they gonna get to play Jack Reacher? That's it's oh, all I gotta do. They, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. We need to start talking about who we think would be the best person to play Jack Reacher. We'll have to delve deep on oh, this. Oh god, one. please don't let this turn out to be like Sanford and Davenport. I know. Which they botched twice. They got it right with Bosch. Yeah. They got it right with Spencer the first time. So. Not so much the second. Right. But. So we'll see where it goes. Well, I know you didn't like the Tom Cruise stuff. You have not watched it. There's principalities involved. Those were both good movies. Taken very good outside movies. Outside. But now they have a chance. The to killing floor. Themselves. The killing floor will be really hard to film. Based on how the book goes, it's basically set in not only one room, yep. but one little iconoclastic community. Yep. That's going to be. You're going to have to establish Reacher quickly. Yeah. Well, they did in the book. And if they. 
if they do this correctly, like Sundance did with Happen Leonard. Right. And a great example. Yep. If they follow that formula, making the book transition, it could be beautiful. Again, casting is going to be key. Casting is going to be key. Casting is important. Amazon has the money, though, to do it right. Right. Like you said, they did a great job with Bosch. Hopeful. There's hope. Great news. I thought you would appreciate that. I do. I do. That gives me a lot to think about. I read that and I went, (laughs) don't F it up. I got something to screw the maestro on for the week. (laughs) Give him an aneurysm. Oh, speaking of which, before we get on to our moments of silence, how do you like this? I don't. Law and Order is coming back. The original format, the they're bringing back Law and Order, the original series. Gunk, gunk. Right. They screwed Dick Wolf originally because Law and Order was in line to become the longest running TV series of all time to beat Gunsmoke. They canceled it, but then SVU ended up becoming the longest running series of all time. Now in week in, in year 23, now they decided, okay, now we're going to make good and bring Law and Order back for season 21. Just, this shows a complete and utter lack of creativity from your networks and Hollywood in general. Dick Wolf runs these networks right now between all the shows and all the series because I think he's behind FBI. Oh, God. He's behind Law and Order. So he's probably responsible for 20% of the content you're At getting least. on the networks right now. At least. Original content, original scripted content. All right, moments uh. of silence. Um, two old school TV actors and two. Rock stars that I really don't know, but somehow are influential in life. There we go. I'm going to go with the rock stars first. George Frain, who otherwise was known as Commander Cody, passed away. Okay. Alan Lancaster, the bassist for Status Quo, also passed away. Again, I don't know who these people are. I'm sorry. Me neither. But, but somehow they're getting recognition and their names and their bands did something somewhere that made people feel good. So, yep. Thoughts and go. prayers to their families and their friends. Yep. Actress Jean Hale. For being in the movie In Like Flint with James Coburn. Also in Batman playing Mad Hatter's henchwoman, Polly. Yep. Yep, saw that. I have got to I have got to really sit down and watch those In Like Flint movies. You've never seen them? Uh, bits and pieces. I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never sat down and watched them all the way through. See, now you got to watch. Of course, James Coburn being Coburn's a, a takeoff on James Bond. Right. And then also, if you want to go that same vein, Dean Martin's Matt Helm. Right. Well, Matt Helm, 
I've got uh, a couple books by uh, Matt Helm, you know. Okay. Yeah, the silencers being one. So. Yep. Yep. Definitely know what you're talking about. Couple Definitely. Little knockouts there. Yep. So, and then uh, you want to go back to Old Yeller, Tommy Kirk, who starred in that passed away a movie that people swear one of, I mean, hey travis where are you going with that gun yeah, in your hand one of the saddest movies everybody ever. claims has ever seen you know yeah it's a rip your heart out yeah see to me forrest gump is the saddest movie i'll ever see but as a kid watching right. old yeller right. that just rips your heart out right and god forbid i mention this because it's politically incorrect, but another sad, sad movie, Song of the South. Yeah. Even though you can't watch it anymore because the cancel culture police have erased that from our cultural memory. Yep. Sad, sad, sad movie. But true. I got two more. Tim Donnelly from Emergency. Oh, wow. Yeah. Passed away. Big, big porno mustache. Yep. Joker guy. Yep. On emergency. Had the tight curly hair. Yep. Now, back then, that was our law and order and our FBI was Adam 12, emergency. emergency. Yes. <laughs> you know? My God, loved emergency. Yep. Randolph Mantooth. <laughs> and, of course, still staying in that 70s TV vibe. Sad news from the original Hawaii Five O, Al Harrington passed away. Loved the original Hawaii Five O. Can't. Yep. That's why. Uh, this is why I can't stand these reboots. They diminish my memories of the originals. The original Hawaii Five O. The theme, Jack Lord. You know the original Alex Leiter, going all the way back to to Beretta, Starsky and Hutch. Oh God, yes. You know? And then CBS has got to reboot and redo Magnum and re reboot and redo Hawaii Five O. Stop it! As Dave and I always say, come up with new ideas. This is what Rod, Daniel Craig said about James Bond. This is why he is so smart and so brilliant, and he doesn't care about Hollywood and cancel culture. He says James Bond shouldn't be a woman. But here's an idea: How about you write characters and strong women? So other actresses can fill those roles. Exactly. Come up with new ideas. Finally, to wrap up the weekend edition on Sports Frenzy 2.0, one dumbass of the week. I don't know what the hell this network is. It's called the GAC Family Channel. But, okay. But they're dumbasses because they... Right away, after she got out of prison, have to bring back Lori Laughlin and give her oh a job. God. And I saw, I have to admit, I have to admit, I saw a great comment on Deadline.com. One of their users posted something about this because everybody kind of like, we're doing here, collective Just groan. let her fucking go. No, but, but this this comment was phenomenal. This comment said, 
well, how else is she supposed to put her kids through school? <laughs> <laughs> nice. On that positive note. What, of... she, she, she's not earning enough <laughs> of the residuals from Full House reruns? She's supposedly carrying on a character that she did on a show on the Hallmark Channel. Oh, but again, I don't know what the, the GAC family channel is. But, of course, she had to jump at the first job she got offered. Well, yeah, because she's got to pay off her lawyers and pay <laughs> for college. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hollywood, you are such hypocrites. You're assholes. That being said, thank you for tuning into the weekend edition. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Hyde. Next week, Bond, Bond, Bond. We will get you ready for no time to die. We love you. We'll see you next week, kids. Bye-bye.